Hello and welcome to the Five for Five Rock and Metal Podcast. I am your host, Eric, and this is episode 34, Tool. Now, Tool is a band that I've been a fan of for a really long time. Um, they came out in the early 90s. Their first album, the first full-length album, came out in 1993, so we're just celebrating now their 30-year anniversary of that first album, uh, which, of course, was Undertow, and then they had some EPs before that, like Opiate, um, but their first real full-length album was in 93, so 30 years uh, is when that one came out, 30 years ago, and that, that was like the height of grunge music, so this was really different. Uh, for that to come out in the 90s and and what they did and the uh, the sound they produced was so different than anything else that was out there and I loved them immediately got got into them by hearing songs like Sober and Prison Sex and uh, Eulogy and Stinkfest 46 and 2 all those old songs on the radio um, and I loved it and I and I got into them immediately I've, I've been fortunate enough to see them twice live in concert uh, and there's really zero songs in Tool's entire catalog that I dislike. It's quite amazing what they've been able to do. Um, but I feel like to be a Tool fan, you really need a lot of patience. That's really a good word for, for Tool fans. And um, patience in many ways. Like, first of all, patience in the fact that they've been around for 30 years and they've only put out five albums. So you have to have a lot of patience in waiting for these guys to create new music, um, right? I remember waiting for Fear Inoculum to come out. Um, it was just unbelievable. Year after year after year would go by, and we would just be like, yep, still waiting for the new tool. And then finally, 13 years later, there was a 13-year gap in between their fourth album, which was 10,000 Days, and their fifth album, which was Fear Inoculum. So yeah, patience is a good word. And then also just listening to the songs in individually. Um, tool makes some really abstract, complex songs that aren't radio friendly necessarily they're not regular four minute songs that just follow the structure of verse chorus verse chorus so it takes a long time to get to know a tool song the newest album from that 2019 fear inoculum i mean every song was over 10 minutes long one of the songs was over 15 minutes long so um patience fits just at being a tool fan listening to any song because it, it, it takes a while to get to know these songs. You're not just going to listen to a Tool album and immediately love it and know all the words. You know, you, you have to really be patient in listening to the album and having it grow on you and knowing every nuance of every song because some songs simply don't even have a chorus that it goes back to. So it really takes a long time to get to know this stuff. So, um, but if you are patient enough to stick with this band, then they have created some of the best music that I known that I have known throughout my life and that I own. So, um, so here we go. We're going to talk about all five Tool albums. Number five. So for number five, I've got that debut album that I just mentioned, Undertow from 1993 and um you know it was so different and unique at the time and um and i was too young to really remember it when it originally came out but of course hearing songs like sober and prison sex on the radio um made me a fan right away but then when you get the album and you hear all the other songs like intolerance and crawl away and swamp song um 
you just get the sense of this this is a band that's got some weird timed um, time structures and weird song structures they're not just regular you know four four music timing uh, it was very bassy um, and then you know you now seeing all five albums you really understand like how good and unique this was and what tool ended up becoming but i think if you listen to all five two albums this is actually now all these years later this is the least unique uh this is the most straightforward album if, if you want to just listen to an album with a bunch of songs on it you can throw this in and just listen to song after song after song and it's pretty much a straightforward album and that's why for me this is the only tool album that was never in the running for number one i think all four other albums are that good that i would put them at number one and if i wanted to do ties and i didn't mind i would have this one under toe and then i would have all four of the other albums tied for first place because that's what i think of everything else tool has ever done but this one for its time was very very good but under toe to me clearly by far number five number four so here at number four um very difficult decision but this album what i'm going to do here is all four of these albums i feel like are number one type material so i'm going to say why each album is their best um even though i had to rank them so at number four i put fear inoculum their fifth album for 2019 and the absolute only reason i have it down here at four is because there's only six songs so if you've got the physical copy um it has seven tracks six songs and one interlude you know if, you, if you're listening to the digital copy you've got 10 tracks but still those six same songs and four interludes if this album were to be a little longer and have just a little more songs maybe nine or ten songs fear inoculum would be number one for me um every song is over 10 minutes long tempest the way you know the album ends um is over 15 minutes so i think it's a little bit difficult to know but there's not a single album that i own over the last four and a half years that i have listened to more than fear inoculum once you get to know this thing it's superb the way it opens with the title track fear inoculum is simply phenomenal and it is one of my favorite i feel like it's one of my favorite tool songs of all time um i read something really interesting that um that song fear inoculum is in the guinness book of world records for the longest song to ever be on the billboard top 100 uh, hits chart uh, for an individual song which is weird it's certainly not even one of um, tools longest songs um, it's slightly over 10 minutes but um yeah the, the and i'm surprised it's, so it's in the guinness book of world records for that uh and then you had tempest which was a, a huge hit for them it, um you know some of these songs were up for grammys at 15 minutes and that's and that's just weird um it's very unusual but um yeah this album is so good we had a 13 year wait you know over the years they just kept teasing it and teasing it 2017 2018 you know we're almost done we still got a lot of work to do these you know the band members are um talking about it in that fashion but eventually we finally got the album and immediately you just sensed like these guys are so individually talented like adam jones and danny uh on the drums and justin and, and maynard and everybody is just so superbly talented it's it's just ridiculous how good they are um as all individual artists and the way that they can create these unusual time signatures and these unusual 
uh, songs without really going back to the same verses and the same choruses and the same instrumental patterns is just outrageous how they can all do it um, so unique and so perfectly. And this album sounds so good that once you get to know it, uh, and it does take a while, it takes a lot of patience, but once you get to know it, uh, it created six of the best tool songs that there are. So, um, so yeah, I feel like if there was maybe two or three more actual songs on the album, uh, Fear Inoculum would be number one. And, you know, it, it went gold uh, very quickly. It was very, very difficult to find the, uh, the physical album. It was sold out everywhere. Uh, you couldn't find it every store I tried. I did not pre-order it, which I obviously should have. Um, it was extremely difficult to find, but, uh, you know, they did a lot of unique things and I'm sure most, you know, tool plants, um, you know, know what this album's all about. So, um, very difficult decision with a lot of hesitance, fear inoculum at number four. Number three. So number three is another album, just like Fear Inoculum is, that easily could be number one. And when I first thought about doing a Tool episode, this is the album that I expected for me to put at number one, and it's Anima, uh, their second album from 1996. Um, it's the first Tool album that I bought. Um, it's the one that really produced the most big radio hits to really skyrocket this band into stardom. Uh, of course, songs like Eulogy and Stink Fist and the title track Anima, uh, and 46 and 2. Uh, the reason I have this one a little bit lower on the list than 1 is when you listen to the entire album, okay, there's 15 tracks and there's 6 interludes, um, which sometimes interludes kind of help with the flow of an album. They kind of, you know, it's, it's an interlude that works into a song. This album just has a lot of weird interludes that almost interrupt the flow of the album. Um, but because of the great the greatness of these songs, the ones like I mentioned, plus the ones that weren't even radio hits like Jimmy and Push It um, and Hooker with a Penis. Like these songs are so good that even with, you know, the weird interludes like the baby crying and the guy speaking German and the, the static and all the, and the, you know, the craziness of it, um, you know, if you read about it and you go see what these interludes are about, you know, it, it kind of all makes sense and, and kind of it's just some funny things that tool happened to stick in their album. Um, like the guy speaking German, you know, he sounds very angry and very aggressive and he must be saying something super serious. And then you go and find out that he's actually reciting, um, a baking recipe, uh, for like cookies or something. So, um, some of it tool just threw in there. I kind of think to play with us a little bit, but, um, but the album is so good and it was such a great improvement from their first album undertow to go from undertow to anima. Um, Anima was just such a crazy album, and um, and I loved it so much that I definitely thought I was going to put it here at number one, but because it produced so many great songs. But if you go back and you listen to the entirety, all fifteen tracks, they just have a lot on here that um, that maybe if you subtract, that maybe I put Anima at number one. But because I feel like some of the interludes did um, kind of mess with the flow of the album a little bit. Um, that's why Anima ended up for me, um, dropping down to number three, but easily with the quality of the songs could have been number one. Number two. Now, number two, um, I have their fourth album from 2006 called 10,000 Days. Um, and this album, why it could easily be number one is it has the best five tracks in a row 
of any Tool album. The best flow for the first half of the album, for sure. The opening with Vicarious might be the best opening of any Tool album. Into the song Jambi, which was immediately my favorite song on the album. Then you've got Wings for Marie and 10,000 Days, which kind of combines for one kind of it's got the same meaning if you listen to those two songs in a row 10,000 days is a phenomenal song and then you know both songs are about Maynard's mother so for people who don't know um, Maynard's and, and the song Judith of course was uh, that he did with a perfect circle was also about his mother so um, her name was Judith Marie and um, so a stroke had left her paralyzed and in a wheelchair for 27 years until she died now, 27 years is approximately, give or take, 10,000 days. So 10,000 days, there you go. That's the name of the song. That's the name of the album. So I just thought that was super clever how he worked that in. And the songs Wing for, Wings for Marie and 10,000 Days at tracks three and four, both about his mother and both working into each other. And then 10,000 Days, the song, is, is also super unique because throughout the entirety of the song, there's rain and thunder playing. In that song, which is very unique for Tool, they don't typically use sound effects in their songs. It's just all these great musicians creating, you know, what they create. But um, to have that as the background to this song that obviously meant so much to Maynard um, was was simply awesome. And then track five is the pot, and the pot is one of Tool's probably today to one of Tool's most popular songs and one of their most well-known songs and I absolutely love The Pot. So the first half of the album is just tremendous and it's the best opening five tracks to any Tool album. You've got no interludes, you've got no interruptions, just five amazing songs. The back half of the album is not quite as good but you have two really good songs in Rosetta Stoned and Right In Two. So those two songs are great towards the end combined with the five opening songs and you've got yourself a masterful album and then you've got some other things in there some uh, speaking tracks and some interludes towards the second half of the album which uh, again that's kind of a signature of what Tool does um, but the seven songs that I mentioned were easily good enough for 10,000 Days and the meaning of the songs too easily good enough for 10,000 Days to be number one but um, I just thought overall there was one album that had the perfect flow. Um, that's why 10,000 Days slightly could not be number one. Number one. Now, number one, what I settled out at one uh, was their third album from 2001 called Lateralis. And I feel like this has the best flow of any Tool album without um, too many interludes or interruptions. Um, it had the big, great hit singles like Schism and Lateralis and Parabola just like, you know, Anima had, or just like 10,000 Days had. But the total flow of the album is just perfect. Opens up with the grudge, you know, into an interlude that flows in well to the song The Patient, with another interlude that flows into the song Schism very perfectly. Then you've got the, the kind of like the dual track of Parable and Parabola, which is a great little two-pack to listen to as one long song and then it goes into the song ticks and leeches which is a great song and maybe the heaviest song on the album and then it goes into the song lateralis so you've got nine tracks in a row that are just really seamless and flawless with huge great songs and then other songs that aren't singles 
but songs like Ticks and Leeches and The Patient and The Grudge are just as good, really, as the singles like Schism and Par- Parabola and, um, and Lateralis. And then you've got a longer song towards the end called Reflection. It's a little bit over 11 minutes, and that's a good one as well. Uh, and then some instrumental stuff and, and, and such to close out the album. So um, I think nothing to do with the songs, because I think from Fear Inoculum all the way through to Lateralis, any of them could have been number one. Um, they just would have had to reposition some of the songs or maybe add some songs and sub- subtract some interludes to be number one. But all four of these could have been, you know, the greatness of Tool just comes out with all of these. But ultimately, that's why I put Lateralis at number one is really just because of the flow of the album is the best of any of them. And um, and yeah, so it was a super hard decision. But once I just thought of it in that way, um, the order went a little bit easier and went a little bit quicker. So uh, so that's what I did for number one. So I'd love to hear from, from anybody out there to tell me what you think, what you think your order would be for Tool albums, because everything they've done, as far as just songs go, I think uh, everything is just perfect. And I, and I don't think the Tool has ever written an actual song that I've disliked, which is very, very weird for a band, because there's always something out there, you know, that you dislike. So... So that's it for the Tool episode. Um, coming up next in a few weeks, we're going to go in a much different direction, a much uh, softer direction, and a much less widely known band who hasn't been around for a while, but um, they aren't gone just yet. They're still active in a really, really kind of underground way. And that band is vast. See you then. <laughs>